The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And, of course, we're t- tonight we've got a uh, very interesting show, I think, put together for the folks, Janine. We do. But uh, first, we always start off our first segment, kind of what we call In, in the, the news. news. Right. Kind of interesting things that pop up in the news um, that affect your health and so on. And this week, boy, we had some really interesting Right. Stuff. I think this one probably everybody saw on the you know, even the main news channels because it showed up everywhere. Um, it was talking about obese children decreasing their sugar reduction and it affecting them within like 10 days. Yeah, I, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. They said, you know, just after as, as little as nine days in this study, uh, you know, they, they restricted the sugar in virtually every aspect of the participant, you know, the kids that were involved, their metabolic health improved even before they started losing weight. Right. I mean, that, that was pretty They looked at you know, other parameters of the metabolic syndrome, which, you know, we all know is triglycerides, um, liver function tests to mm-hmm. see if you had fatty liver. It looked at blood pressure. It looked at glucose levels. It looked at all that, and it was changing pretty quick. And the study was done by one of your favorite authors <laughs> anyway. He really is. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Robert Lustig, <clears throat> and, uh, he's there at the uh, University of San Francisco in the uh, and he's children's. he's a pediatric you know, Endocrinologist, right, right. And he's mm-hmm. written one book that he wrote was called I, Fat Chance that you like a lot. I, I usually try to get people to read that book if at all possible because, and it actually could be, you know, I've said many times it could be a, a textbook for, a, for medicine even because it's, uh, and the name of the book is, is Fat Chance. And Dr. Lustig in there just kind of lays it out. And what essentially what they did in this study is basically applied what he was talking about in the book. And, you know, hey, it came out right. And it talked about all the dangers of sugar and fructose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people think, you know, fructose, if you think about it, that is fruit sugar. Right. And people think, oh, I can eat 10 pieces of fruit and that's healthy. Well, not necessarily. If you read Dr. Lustig's book, you'll find out why. Yeah. I, I, and I really, you know, like I say, if the guy's name is Bob Robert Lustig, L-U-S-T-I-G. And uh, like I say, he's a pediatric endocrinologist. His book is, even though it's it's it gets into some pretty big details on things, you can read it. Anybody can read it and understand it. And I think if anybody, and I, and I especially, like especially with this study came out about the kids, I think every parent should have to read this right, thing. Right, because I think we're know. seeing more and more. And that's one reason yeah. why the first couple um, in the news articles we're talking about are about kids, is we're seeing the problems happen younger and younger and younger. 
Um, we talked a few weeks about how the you know, youngest diabetic, you know, that mm-hmm. was diagnosed with type two diabetes was three years old. Yeah, we're finding it's out bad, we're having really. kids come to us and they're showing pre diabetes in their teenage years. Oh, we're, we are. You know, we're I, seeing I, young, my suggest yeah. my actually prediction is going to be that in a few, in ten years, all the twenty and thirty year olds are all going to be diabetic if things don't change. I would say. And, and I agree with you. And, and, and folks, if you're listening, you can you know write this down in a time capsule, um, put it somewhere and come back and pull it out 10 years from now. And, and you will see that we're, we're right on the money because this is what we're seeing clinically. Right. We're seeing these kids, you know, I've seen them 8, 9, 10, 12 years old that uh, you know, before they're even getting into the teens, starting to show the signs of metabolic uh, stress. Just like Dr. Lustig, Dr. Right. Lustig had talked about, even in the book Fat Cancer Study. We're seeing the high triglycerides. Right. We're seeing the high fasting sugar. High insulin. We're seeing high liver enzymes. We're right. seeing all that in high the kids nowadays. Yeah. Right. High, and just, yeah. you don't even have to do lab work to see this. No, you really don't. Look around. If you see the people with all the fat in the middle and the right. kids where their waist is bigger than their hips. Yes. They have metabolic syndrome. That is the probably the biggest giveaway is any you know and, and what what's really sad is you know our culture nowadays the kids have a uh, a name for that midsection bulge and they call it a muffin top and the muffin top you know they don't think it, they don't know so they, they don't, don't think, think much of it because everybody else has everybody it too. else has got it right um, but it really is dangerous to your health and you really oh, if very. you're a parent and you have a kid that has the midsection that's big. You need to start looking now. You, really you need do. to start looking at the health problems they're going to have in the future if you don't change their diet. That's the, the key to it is not just what's going on today, but, you know, like say, let's go down the road 10 years, 15 years. And when these kids get to be in young adults and they're going to have, you know, health problems out the wazoo because it's just going to be unbelievable. Right. What's going on. Well, the next thing we're going to talk about is More another about thing kids, that right? affects <laughs> kids' weight problems is children who take antibiotics gain weight faster than kids who don't. Yeah, and this came out of Johns Hopkins. So, you know, either one of these studies, I mean, the first one was University of California, San Francisco, and uh, pediatric wing there, and then this comes out of Johns Hopkins. And it's really kind of, uh, and and one of the researchers, Dr. Schwartz, Brian Schwartz, uh, he actually said, and this is a quote, uh, your BMI, which is your basic, uh, you know, weight or body mass index, your BMI may forever be altered by the antibiotics you take as a child. Yes. Wow. And they were looking, they looked at quite, they, these studies had quite a few people in them. This one had over um, 30,000. Yeah, they looked at a lot. It wasn't like looking at 10 kids no, and seeing what happened down no. the road. And they showed that the more antibiotics, if they had received seven or more antibiotics during their childhood, their weight increased significantly. And that's and not a lot. We've talked before about your probiotics being so important in helping weight loss. But it, the other side of that is the antibiotics kill your probiotics. And so the more antibiotics you take, the more weight gain that you have. And they do say it affects it forever. If you take a multiple amount of antibiotics as a kid, that sometimes it's even hard to overcome that. Yeah. And, and you know, and, uh, Dr. Schwartz, one of the, like I say, one of the lead researchers there, talks about how difficult it is to get through the parents. Because the parent says, well, my child's got a, a runny nose. He needs an antibiotic or she needs an antibiotic. Not necessarily. I mean, yeah. you know, if they have a runny nose, I mean, that's part of their immune uh, system developing over the years. And it's probably a virus. And unless they're running an extremely high fever over a long period of time, 
it's really best to let their body handle it. Or if you know for sure that it's a bacterial infection, you know like a, sure. doing a strep test right. or doing doing different tests to know. And so many people go into their pediatricians. There's never any lab work done. Mm-hmm. They automatically get them an antibiotic, and they don't even know if it's a virus or a bacteria. If you do the blood work and you do a CBC, and it is the white count's not elevated, it's very rare that it's a bacteria. No, it's a, and if it's not it's a, a bacteria... It is not going to help take that antibiotic, and in the long run, it's detrimental to your health. Yeah, one of the things that happens, and 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 the Dr. Schwartz and him talked about it. You 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 know, repeated antibiotics can ch- forever change what we call the microbiota, which is the content of beneficial bacteria and so on in your gut. And we know, and there's been research. There's other research that comes out that shows us, hey, you know, it's uh, once you take these repeated antibiotics. You forever, I'm talking about forever, change that microbiotic content of your gut. And, you know, people say, well, I'll just eat a little. You know, I've, I've had thousands and thousands over the years. We've had thousands of people tell us, well, well, I've taken these antibiotics and I ate a cup of yogurt or two, you know, for trying to get my good bacteria back. That's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, it's not going to do it. No. If you look what's in yogurt, you'd have to eat gallons. Gallons. To replace what an antibiotic kills. Yeah. And, you so know, if you do have to take an antibiotic, and there's times where it is you know, necessary, there's no doubt. There are times, but most most kids take antibiotics unnecessarily. Oh, I almost all of them um, do. Right. Yeah. And, and there's different. Some pediatricians out there have gotten really good and don't prescribe them regularly. We have a couple of local. We have a couple of local yeah. ones that mm-hmm. will not prescribe an antibiotic unless it is absolutely, absolutely necessary. necessary and that's the kind of pediatrician you want to go to right. you don't want to go to the one that you run in and say okay they got a running nose give me an antibiotic and they give it to you you don't want that pediatrician no because they're not looking out for the best interest of your kids and well, there are ones out there that have read the research and they know that you shouldn't give antibiotics regularly not only is it affecting weight gain in kids right it's affecting their immune system in the long run. Mm-hmm. They get more infections. And in the long run, we're also setting up a lot of antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Well, we've already got that. Yes, we do. Well, you know what's really interesting on that subject while we're talking about it? We're seeing, you know, everybody you know, heard about staph. Um, we're seeing a lot of other bacteria that were common right. uh, bacteria become antibiotic-resistant. Yeah. More and more and more. There's even now, um, we've run into a lot of the E. coli, which is, I mean, E. coli is a pretty common bacteria. I mean, my God, we're full of it, you know. But E. coli is becoming resistant to a lot of the antibiotics. Well, we used to not see, we used to not even, I'm, I'm saying five years ago, maybe 10 years ago, didn't even see C. diff unless somebody had been hospitalized. Oh, it, 10 years now ago, we're now, seeing yeah. kids, two and three-year-olds, come in that took antibiotics that are, have C. diff now. Right. And C. diff can kill you. Yes, it can. And so we're seeing so many of these bacteria that are pre- prevalent everywhere now. Yeah. It's just really. Yeah, it okay. is. So, so, you know. Pay attention to that one, folks. I yes. mean, that's one that, uh, you know, if, you, if your children have. Or even you, if you have a, just a, you feel bad, you know, you got just kind of a sinusy thing or something going on, it's probably a viral Right, thing. do some natural things do some first. Natural thing. Right, you know. you know, do some arabinogalactin, some olive oil, some, you know, things yeah. that, that, that aren't going to kill off all your good bacteria. Increase your you vitamin know, C, yeah, take a little bit extra your, zinc, right. you know, those kind do of things. Do some of the mushroom yeah. combinations that boost exactly. the immune system. There's a lot of yeah. things that you can do to help with your own body fighting off whatever you have. Yeah. Rather than just going out and taking everything that there is. Sure can. All right. Now, this is another one that came up. And, and we have talked about this, as they say, ad infinitum. I mean, forever. 
And I tell people this, well, I, you know, Doc, I just don't believe this stuff. All right, here was a study that actually shows that a low-carb diet outperforms a low-fat diet when it comes to health outcomes. Not just right. weight loss, health outcomes. Right, and what we always say is add a low-carb diet to a healthy-fat diet, and you're really going to get some good hey, outcomes. Hey, you've really got something going in. And this was published in what they, uh, a journal called PLOS, P-L-O-S, PLOS One, which is a, an open journal. I mean, it's a really great journal. And it was a cardiologist that yeah. was the senior official on the – and he, he used to work at the FDA – yeah. Um, he was a former official at the FDA, and he was one of the ones that published, that conducted this study, and showed that there's no doubt that a low-carb diet outperformed a low-fat diet. Yeah. They and, did. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just, you know, I mean, like I say, Janine, we talk about this every day. We tell people about this, and we t- try to get them to ascribe to this kind of eating. Because, you know, you can go back in Dr. Lustig's book. Go back to the, the, the first one we talked about. I promise you, if you get Dr. Lustig's book and Fat Chance and read that book, he's going to show you some graphs in there when we changed our diet thing to a low-fat diet here in the United States, and it was all political. And Who goes into all that stuff? Kind of interesting reading. But when you see the facts of where we changed our diets to a low-fat, high-carb diet back in the 70s, uh, right. They said it showed in the, yeah. before that, before the 70s, mm-hmm. we had a 44.7% consumption of fat in our diet. Right. And it's decreased to 33.6%. Right. Since then, we have had an increase in obesity from 42% to 66%. 66%. So the more carbs people are eating, the fatter they're getting. Well, you know, it's like... And, and I think Dr. Lustig talked about it in one, in one of his lectures that I listened to. Um, talks about, you know, how do you fatten cattle? You feed them grains. Right. So Same if you want to fatten people, people, you feed them grains. Feed them grains. Right. Yeah. And this was just a really interesting study because it, it, it used a, a new way of looking at the data. Um, and, and they showed that uh, using a low-carb diet has a 99% probability of leading to greater weight loss. Oh goodness, that's a big chance. Ninety nine point. I mean, ninety nine percent. I mean, yeah. Come on, that was. And then, well, I think we've got time for one more thing. Right, one more segment, yeah. real quick, and that is the. They talked about this was looking at the chance of getting large bowel cancer, and oh. they showed as your waist con- gets bigger, each one centimeter rise increases your risk for cancer. Yeah, that was. Pretty phenomenal, right there. I mean, and a centimeter is about a third of an inch. I, not you know, quite, not quite, but, but still almost, okay. Right. So about a, about a third, approximately a third of an inch. So every time you increase a belt notch, you know, you you are You're greatly increasing your risk for cancer. Your, right, you sure are. And so again, we just talked about doing a low carb diet, helping with weight, which will also decrease that waist circumference. Yeah, too. Certainly will. All right, we're coming up on a break, so we'll take a little break here, and we'll be right back with tonight's goodies. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure, that kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, 
Medicare, medical insurance, and the like. Isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Back tonight with our, uh, our show and we've got some interesting stuff to talk about. One is parasites. Right. We're going to talk about something that sounds kind of gross and nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> well, but. <laughs> it is kind of gross. Okay. We'll admit that. Uh, but it's something that needs to be talked about, you know. And we're going to add some other things, too. But, you know, the, I think we want to start it off with, our, with uh, sh- you know, talking about parasites. And this is something that, um, you know, everybody thinks, well, oh, we live in, in, a, in America. We don't have parasites. Yeah, and there's no doubt that it's more common in third world countries and people that don't have clean water. Right, but, proper you know, sanitation. Even soil. in the United States, think about this. Your dogs have parasites. Mm. How come you can't get them? And your kitty cats and all that right. stuff. Right. I mean, we worm our dogs every month. I mean, every most, month. Pe- most people do. And I can't yeah. say everybody. But you worm your dogs, and we never worm people. And I know as a kid, my brother got worms all the time. <laughs> he, he, he was just one of those But he was kids. one of those ones that would eat stuff outside, yeah. and he would eat dog food, and he would eat stuff Whatever, all, right? all over the place. But, you know, a lot of kids, if you think about it, they're outside playing. They're playing in the dirt. They're eating dirt. There's going to be parasites. They are. And, and it's not only that. We'll talk about some other ways that you might get them uh, as right. we go through this. But, you know, what, some of the symptoms, you know, and, and this is things that happen, and we get people in all the time with these very common symptoms. You know, diarrhea, just right. chronic diarrhea. And it could be a chronic, it can be acute, you know, but the diarrhea. Now, you know, the other thing they can have is the switching between constipation and diarrhea. They're either constipated or they have diarrhea. And the bloating and distension. Bloating and, and distension of the gut, And right. even urgency. When you have to oh, go, yeah. you have to go. Yeah. And then, of course, the anal itching. Right. And, you know, something that we see a lot with this stuff, Janine, is anemias. Right. 
Yeah. You know, the thing is, is, and a lot of times, you know, there can be no symptoms to having parasites. They can, and especially early on. There is, because we've seen, and, and everybody thinks of parasites as being abdominal problems. And many are, but over the years, we've seen quite a few. Um, one thing that you can see on lab work, I mean, because we do a lot of lab work, and we always talk about the blood work that we do. Right. There's something in the, the one of your white blood cells called eosinophils. Mm-hmm. When eosinophils are elevated, there's a couple different things it can be. One is allergies and one is parasites. Allergies tend to be, they're usually below 10% right. of your white blood cells or eosinophils. When we start looking and we see 15, 20, 25% of all your white blood cells or eosinophils, there's a parasite somewhere. There certainly is. And yeah. we have seen that. And I've had people we've done lab work on had zero symptoms. Right. And we treat them for parasites, and they come back. We always recheck them. Eosinophils back to normal. Yeah. So obviously they had parasites and had no symptoms with it. So, right. you know, that's another reason to do routine blood work every year. It's because you want to find something before it causes a problem. Exactly. Now, you know, a lot of people ask, well, how do I get parasites? Oh, my God. They're, like you said, gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's really simple. You know, I always, you know, look at them and ask, ask this simple question. Do you eat raw fruits and vegetables? And if you say yes, all right, there's a perfect vector for picking up parasites. Right. Because if you don't, if they're, you know, they, a lot of uh, uh, things, things are grown in the dirt, uh, for instance, you know, uh, vegetables and things that come out of the dirt. And if they have, are not washed properly, if they are not washed properly and cleaned properly and you eat them raw, then there's a strong chance that you could pick up a, a, an egg from a parasite. Yeah. And I promise you, you cannot, you cannot see, see that it. with your naked eye. Um, you have to have a microscope, a pretty powerful microscope. Now, cooking here. does kill most, T- most parasites. Does. And, you know, one of my favorite things is I always ask people that show up with these things, do you eat sushi? Right. And most of them will say, well, yeah, I yeah, love it. it all the time. Yeah. And, of course, the raw sushi, there's another perfect way of getting a yeah, there's a even an article I had read that showed that sous chefs. Right. I mean, of course, they're always dealing with raw fish. They're right. touching it. Ninety, it was like ninety something percent of all of them have parasites when tested. Right. So it's kind of like it goes through your skin. So even touching raw meat, well, you, you, and preparing you, it can even yeah, be a re- way to get parasites. Yeah, you know, if if you're happen to be doing something like that, or even raw vegetables. Yeah. And, and and you pick up, you've got a, you get something on your finger. Next thing you know, your eye itches, so you scratch that. Or your nose itches, and okay, you rub that. Or, you know, something in your mouth, all right, you touch it. Bingo, you, you just picked up a, a vector, or what we call a vector, or a point of transfer for picking up a parasite. Yeah, uh, so parasites can be in different things. Mm-hmm. And even sleeping with your pets, and if they do have parasites, and we do sleep with our pets. so Yeah, the little rascals won't go with them by themselves. So, yeah. yes, so we have to, you know, there's a lot of different things. Now, one, way, one thing we've seen a lot of people that we've you know treated over the years mm-hmm. with parasites is contaminated water, and we yes. live in an area that has hurricanes. Yes. And, I mean, thank, thank goodness it's not every year. <laughs> oh, no, that's for sure. But we've had some pretty bad ones here. And what we've seen is a lot of times people's water gets contaminated. They don't know it. They start drinking the water, and a year later they show up with these symptoms. Mm-hmm. And um, probably the worst case of parasites we've ever seen was after a hurricane, and it was probably 15 years ago. No, I mean, 10. No, 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 it was, it was not. It was, yeah, before, it, it was George. It was George. Hurricane George. Hurricane yeah, George. Remember which was the quite, name? Yeah, right. quite a bit, mm-hmm. quite a long way ago. Mm-hmm. And we had a guy that was living in a trailer on a site where he was building a house. Right. 
He was drinking the water after the hurricane, didn't notice anything in the water until he noticed the water in his toilet started having worms in it. Right. So, therefore, he stopped drinking the water at that point. Well, a year later, he was hospitalized, didn't know it was wrong, he couldn't breathe. Now, his was not intestinal problems. No. Did not have intestinal problems. Like I said, you can have different symptoms. He couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. When they started testing him, his lungs were 90% full of worms. Yeah, he was a, a, a... A drastic case. Yes. It took and some real they doing. told him he had two weeks to live. They couldn't kill him. He checked himself out of the hospital, came to us, and within a year he was fine. So we did at real high doses. We I went to extreme doses. We did go extreme like, doses on yeah, him. It was extensive. Because, you know, the alternative wasn't good. But yeah. so we've seen some pretty extreme parasite cases. And in his case, he would sneeze and they would come out of his nose. So there was no question what it was. No, there's no question. Um, All in his lungs. That's why he couldn't breathe. And it was his lungs. So it doesn't just have to be intestines. Everybody thinks of parasites and they think it only affects intestines, but it doesn't. So we did want to stress that, that you can have a lot of different problems. Another reason to have lab work, like I said, because if the eosinophils are greatly elevated, you have something somewhere. Yeah. Now, you know, once you think, well, okay, and we have people now living where we do. We have a lot of folks that we've talked to over the years, and they understand that, yeah, okay, you can get parasites, and what do we do about them? Well, there's certain treatments. We put together a couple of treatments. We've got one of our, our formulas. We actually call it Parashield, and it's a great formula that contains the things that you normally, if you read about, okay, how do you treat them? You know, the black walnut, uh, the green hole. The green hole black, black walnut. walnut. Right, the wormwood. Uh, grapefruit seed extract, and we actually have grapefruit seed extract as a separate uh, component too. But then you get things like the olive leaf extract, which we have as a as a standalone as well. And some of these things will have to go in bigger doses. But this particular formula is kind of a shotgun approach, right? And it has the podiarco mm-hmm. and the right. black cumin and the garlic, and so it has yeah. a lot of different things. That's all for parasites, and it's called Parashield, right? And it's not a bad idea for every six months for somebody to do a parasite cleanse. We actually have a lot of those people. You know, they come in, uh, they do a spring cleaning and a fall cleaning, right. as they say. You know, it definitely isn't going to hurt you because there's none of the no. ingredients in there that are harmful to you. No, no. So even if you don't have parasites, it's not going to hurt you. Now, another product that we use along with it, and it's more because the cloves are known to kill the eggs. Right. And if you don't kill the eggs and you only kill the parasites, well, then they're going to come right back. Well, if you're going to do like just the parashield, I always tell them you're going to have to do at least three months. Right. Because you have to go through the full life cycle from the adult to them laying an egg and that egg incubating and so on. You, so it takes a minimum of three months. And if you don't, if you want to speed the process up, you can add something like this pylorison, which right. is a great compound. And it's going to even give you a little bit more wormwood mm-hmm. and cloves, oregano. It has a little ginger just to kind of soothe the stomach while you're killing them off. Right. But, well, they usually cause problems in the stomach. But that clove oil is really one of the best things. That, as research has shown, that that's one of the best things for the egg cycle. In other words, for the cycle of the parasites when they're in the egg phase. And they take, you know, take that every day. And we've seen some really, with, with these two compounds. So oh, yeah. Well, if we pre- use them together, we've yeah. had many people over the years Ooh. that we see the elevated eosinophils. So we yeah. give them this for at least a month, recheck the CBC, usually goes back to normal. Right. Now, every once in a while, we have people, we do it for a month, goes back to normal. A month later, they start having symptoms. We check it again, and it's back up, which means they didn't do it long enough. So it's probably better to do for a couple-month cycle. Because mm-hmm. we and do find that that tends to work better. We do. You know, I, 
you know, a lot of people just want, you know, they want to get it over with fast. And sometimes you just can't get these things over with fast, you know. So we, we always recommend at least two months. Yeah, for, and, for just a parasite cleanse, just for, a, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, a spring cleaning and a fall <laughs> cleaning where you really don't know that you have a problem, right. a month is fine. Yeah. Um, but if you know you have a problem and you know that, because we have people call us and say, okay, need to do a parasite cleanse. Well, why do you think that? And they're like, well, there was a worm in the toilet when I went to the bathroom. Uh-huh. Well, yes. yes. If you can see a visible worm, then yes, you have parasite. You certainly do. Right. So <laughs> if you can see it, you probably need to do it a little longer. Uh, you know, and something too, Janine, you know, that we always, you know, talk about when we have these people that come in and they have actually have the, this problem, we always spend a little time and trying to educate them on how to properly clean their food. Yes. You know, whether it's uh, vegetables that you're getting ready to make a salad out of or something like that. And, you know, and especially if you do a lot of organic gardening. And which, yes, you know, which we do. Which we do. And organic gardening, you, lose, you use a lot of compost, and compost sometimes has, like, cow manure, things like that in it, and chickens and so on. And when you do that, yeah, okay, there's a, a perfect vector or a way to pick up these parasites. So you want to make darn sure that you clean things properly. Right. You know, a lot, a lot of times just running water over it and, and vigorously brushing it, that kind of thing, the vegetables and so on, we'll just wash these things off. Once you get in, they go right down the drain and, you know, recycle them out and go again. So that's the best way. We spend a lot of time doing that. Yeah, a lot of the people that come in and just want to do the um, cleaning because yeah. they don't have, a, mm-hmm. don't have any symptoms come back and want to do another month. And when we ask why, they're like, because once I did it, I, thought, I did see, to- <laughs> yeah, see right. worms in the toilet. Yes, they did. So yes. if you do that, you want to do another month. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're coming up on another break here, Janine. So, uh, and, uh, Folks, when we come back, we've got some more really interesting stuff to talk about. So we'll see you on the other side of this break. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. 
You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy, folks. Tonight, Dr. Janine and I are talking about some things, yeah, some interesting things, things right. that you need to know about for Right. For well, your we health. talked about parasites. In and, the last segment, right. Right. Yeah. And another thing that is technically considered a parasite, because it a parasite, is. we didn't ever say in the first segment, is something that lives off of you. Yeah. Um, a parasite is where you are the host. Like the federal government. Right. <laughs> so, candida, which is a fungus, mm-hmm. is technically, it lives off of you. And it yeah. lives off of things that you eat. It, it it does, you know, and you know, of course, that we get this one. This is one that this is, is probably one we see every day. Oh, I would venture to say that every day we have somebody walk in that has the signs and symptoms and problems of candida. And yeast. we usually have people that have already been to five, six, seven different doctors, mm-hmm. not being diagnosed, and don't know what it is. No, and most of these people have a history of repetitive. Antibiotic use. Right. That's, that's, what, that's one, one of the first questions I'll ask them when they come in with the symptoms is, did you take a lot of antibiotics when you were a kid? Because they could be 30 and 40 at the time they come in. But if they took all, all right. this antibiotics as a kid, it sets up the problem years earlier. Just like we talked about earlier and then in the news where taking the mm-hmm. antibiotics sets up exactly. being overweight later in life. It's going to mess you up in this, in this area too. And it's something that we see, you know, all, I'd say all too often. You know, folks have these, like say, the repetitive uh, Antibiotic use, even as adults. I mean, you know, you you have somebody that maybe they had a, a an infection that had to, that required antibiotic use, but they didn't properly restore the microbiota of the gut after that. Right. So if you ever do have to take an antibiotic, like again, we mm-hmm. always say sometimes is necessary. Oh, definitely. Then you always want to replace your probiotics. And when we start talking about that, uh, and this is kind of interesting. You know, before we in the other segment we talked about you know, people eating a couple of cups of yogurt and so on. Actually, to replenish the microbiota in your gut after antibiotic use, it takes at least 30 or more days of 100 billion colony-forming units. And you want a multitude of different uh, Different ones. Because one of the things that we're seeing in almost everybody, we have a stool analysis that we do. Right. That what it does is a comprehensive stool analysis. And it checks for bacteria, it checks for yeast, it checks for candida, it checks for parasites, it checks, checks all for all things, these right. things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it looks at your good bacteria. Your beneficials, right. And I've even had a few healthy people that did it, just for the fun of it. Let's see what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, I for have, the fun of it, you right. know, Let's just see what it looks like. And no matter, even the mm-hmm. healthy people that we've checked, and I can honestly say most people we checked, have what they call is low diversity mm-hmm. of their gut bacteria. And which means they don't have enough different kinds. Well, you know, what, what most people don't realize is, and they'll, they'll say, well, well, I took some lactobacillus. I, I took some acidophilus. Okay, great. 
that's one area of your gut. You right. know, we've got from the stomach right on down, and actually from the esophagus and the mouth and so on else, we have bacteria that, that, you know, that inhabit all these various areas. And from the, from the mouth, the, stomach, uh, the esophagus, the stomach, the small intestine, which is like 20-something feet of that, and then you've got the large intestine or colon. And different species of these beneficial bacteria inhabit different areas of the gut. And so it takes a lot of different varieties. One of the ones that we use contains 14 different strains of right. ones that have been um, actually researched to see where they ha- inhabit the gut and where they tend to hang out, so to speak, and what they tend to do for you health We also use what they call soil organisms. Soil-based organisms, right. Which this, is this, a very diverse, it, different it kinds of bacteria that's beneficial that live in the soil. You know, and... They've done study after study, and there's been quite a few, and we've talked about them in some of the in the news in the past um, on these shows, Janine, where they have, uh, they've done studies that show that people who live on farms and kids that grow up on farms have a better diversity because they do play in the dirt and right. wind up getting it and you know, eating it and so on. And they eat more vegetables and things probably that they grow, maybe using a little chicken manure, things like that. You know. right. So they have a bigger diversity of beneficial bacteria in their gut. Right. And there's a lot of different symptoms of having candida and yeast. I mean, there's many, many, many. Some of the common ones, of course, is diarrhea or constipation or alternating of both. Just like they have with any parasites. Right, with parasites. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely bloating. Bloating is probably the biggest. The year of bloating, after they eat, they swell. When they eat bread, it swells. When you know, you hear of that all the time. Well, when they eat that bread, what they're doing is they're feeding that yeast. They're feeding it. They're getting more yeast from the bread. Sugar. And a lot of times joint pain. Yeah. Well, that's because all the toxins that they give off. Acne Mm -hmm. can be from candida. So you can can get um, fatigue. That's probably one of the bigger wins, is just I'm tired all the time. And Mm -hmm. then can't lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, the inability to lose weight a lot of times can be a sign of having candida or a yeast problem. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about yeast problems, we're talking about systemically. I mean, people think about it as thrush or vaginal yeast, but it can be in between. Well, it can be anywhere in the body, on the skin. I mean, you know, if, if we culture, if you, you know, and we had to do this in microbiology labs and so on, it's kind of fun. You take a swab and you swab your skin, various places around your body, nose, ears, things like that. And then you grow it in a blood auger plate, you know, so you grow it in a culture medium and you see what grows there. And it's scary. Oh, yeah. It grows all kind of things. Yeah, it really is. It's kind of scary. And yeast is one of the things that will grow just off your skin. So they're there all the time. It's a matter of when they get overpopulated. But when you get these people, too, one of the big symptoms that when somebody tells me this, I really think of yeast is when I exercise or when I'm outside, I get this heat rash. Yes. That usually yes. is candida or yeast problems. Yeah. And when, or even in women with larger breasts, mm-hmm. when they have a raw mm-hmm. or rash under their the breast, breast where it mm-hmm. folds, mm-hmm. that is always yeah. going to be a yeast problem. But it can be, like you said, any moist area under moist, the arms. Yeah, it can be the, the around the waistband where your waistband hits. Right. Anything that's hot, moist. Mm-hmm. And if it gets rashes and gets skin irritations and get redness and gets irritation, many times that's a yeast problem. Right, it is. And, and like I say, the, the, the first thing you have to think about is, okay, the probiotics. You know, let's get always. that. Always think that first. Because many of the, the cause of it usually mm-hmm. is somewhere in life, it could have been 20 years ago, 
an overuse of antibiotics. But we've actually, and some of the research has actually shown that somebody can have one dose of antibiotics. And still have a problem. And, and have a whale of a problem from it. You know, and something else. That, and in our food supply. Well, start was, looking. Yes. I mean, our that's been another problem. Cows are given antibiotics, and then we eat them. We yeah. don't, but many people many, do. Many people do. Um, the water supply. Mm-hmm. If you check the city water supply, usually has antibiotics in it. Yeah. So you start looking, and we 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 have antibiotics in everything. It's in our food supply. It's everywhere. So even if you're not taking a round of antibiotics for being sick, you're probably getting traces from other things. No, it's it's fed to almost every um, meat animal there is. Right. You know, if whether it's and, and even the farm raised fish, for God's sakes, are given antibiotics. Are given antibiotics. There's something like I, I read not too long ago where there's something like 29 million pounds of antibiotics are fed to livestock and so on every year. Now, if you feed it to livestock every year, guess what? You're eating it too if you eat that livestock. So that's one of the uh, one of the other reasons that we have so many of these outbreaks of like the candida is because. You know, folks that eat a lot of that meat that's got all those antibiotics in, and then they can take that one dose of antibiotic for maybe a strep throat, and bingo, they've got this, it sets off this cascade of events called the candida syndrome. Right. Know? And we always have at, at least a three-prong approach. It at can least. actually be more than that, but at least three. One is change the diet. Yeah, um, we always talk about yes. that. change the diet. If you're eating sugar and things that turn to sugar or anything with yeast, you're feeding the, the candida. It loves yeah. it. And usually those people that have it crave it. The bad thing well, is they crave the sugar. Yeah. And that's the people that shouldn't be eating it. And even tons of fruit. I mean, right. a lot of fruit these folks are coming. Oh, fruit has got a lot of sugar in it. You know, read Lustig's book. Yeah, Back we, we only have so long yeah. on this show, but if you start looking up a candida diet, it's very restrictive. It's more it's restrictive. It's extremely It's more restrictive than a diabetic diet because you even very. start getting into where some of the vinegars will feed it. Yes. You don't want mushrooms because it's a yeast. You don't want any of the fungus. So it gets into pretty, you know, specific things to eliminate for a candida diet. And there's, really that's definitely number one is you got to change your diet. Always probiotics. That's the second prong is you have to take something to keep it from coming right back when you do kill it. And then the third one is something to kill it, which we use. We have a product that we've come up with ourselves called AF Essentials, uh, it's right. which does have your caprylic acid. It has your undesalinic acid. It has your grapefruit seed extract, your olive leaf extract. Right. It has a lot of different things in it that kill fungus. Right. Um, we, we use a few other things because sometimes with candida, you have to alternate products. I was going to say, that's one of the things we get into is, mm-hmm. uh, you might do it for a month or two and they're doing fine. And then all of a sudden they start having the symptoms kind of come back. Well, I'm still taking that stuff. Change the treatment. Right. And we have to swap treatments out. And, and we have probably things. three or four different brands and three or four different combinations oh, that we yeah. can actually start changing to. The Canda Clear is another one that's mm-hmm. very garlic based. Um, so even a lot of the things that kill parasites do kill candida as well. That's true. So there's a lot of things you can do for candida, and it takes it is not going to be gone in two weeks. Now that's no. one of the things we stress over and over is you know if you think about it, even toenail fungus. I mean that's fungus. That's yeast. That's a problem. It's fungus. Um, even the medical treatment is at least six months. Well, the same thing with natural treatment. You can't expect the natural treatment to get rid of it in two weeks. And so, again, a lot of times candida treatments can last six months. They sure can. And sometimes someone that's prone to candida, if your body is already prone to it, it's harder to get rid of and it's harder to keep it away. Just I always tell people it's like when you're in your shower and you have a patch of mold Mm -hmm. and you clean it. You can even bleach it. You can do whatever you can to it. You kill it. It's gone. It's nice and clean. 
if you do nothing else to it, it's going to come right back. Yeah, and and it's going to do the same thing in your body. And you know, unfortunately, we we meet we run into some people that actually it's a lifelong kind of event for them. Right. And when we come back on the next segment, we're going to talk about when yeast don't go away, no matter what you do, what else to look for. Exactly. All right, we're coming up on another break, Janine. So when we get back from the uh, other side of the break, we'll talk about what to do when that yeast gets really persistent. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Uh, before the break here, we were talking about candida and that segment, and, and we talked about when the candida gets uh, really persistent, and they sometimes can be very hard to get rid of. And, and Janine, you brought up a good point about the heavy metals. Heavy metals. Heavy yeah. metals, a lot of times when you have heavy metals, especially with the mercury, they mm-hmm. found with, that yeast is almost impossible to get rid of. Yeah. Um, so if you have heavy metal toxicity, then you need to find that out. If you are being treated for yeast and it doesn't get better, the next step is to be tested for heavy metals. Uh, you know, and that's something that, that a lot of times we'll turn to because, uh, you know, folks you know, say, well, gosh, how, how do you check for this stuff? Uh, a hair analysis is not a very accurate test. No, the problem with the hair analysis is 
I mean, it it can, but if you if you use right. no shampoo that has chemicals, mm-hmm. if you have no color on your hair, mm-hmm. if your hair somehow is not exposed to heavy metals externally, so that's one of the problems you get into is that the hair is exposed to so many things outside the body. That's right. And for most, especially women out there, most women have some sort of color on their hair. Uh, yeah, <laughs> true. and that is that's going true. to affect the test. So we right. don't use the hair analysis anymore. We used two years ago and we found that there was a better way. Yeah. And a, the a better, urine test, yeah, right. it's a comprehensive urine element profile yeah. and it's a 24 hour urine collection. So what you do, and, and you can't just do the collection. And the reason we have to have something that can pull out the heavy metals before you do the test. We call it a challenge. A challenge. And the mm-hmm. reason you think about it, heavy metals get in your body and they're stored in your tissues. Mm-hmm. They're not in your bloodstream. And they're not in your urine. Right. Now, when you take something to pull them out, which is chelating, mm-hmm. when you take a chelating agent, then you test the urine and see what it's pulling out. If it isn't there, it's not going to be pulling it out. Right. So we do use a challenge to do our urine um, test. Now, right. and the good thing is the test is not extremely expensive. With the chelation agent, it's usually around, I mean, I, and don't quote me on this because I'm not 100% sure maybe one I think the test itself is about 150, and it's about 20-something for the chelating agent. Uh, uh, usually about 28, I 20, think. Yeah, the, so yeah, that's kind of, you, you know, yeah. so it ends up being that. But then that's going to test not only your bad minerals, right. which are heavy metals. It's all gonna, also going to test your good. Yeah. And it's going to test the beneficial things that should be in your body and see if those are in there as well. Exactly. That's why we like to do the comprehensive one, not just the toxic element right. profile. Because occasionally, you can get a mineral that is beneficial, chromium. Mm-hmm. Chromium people take it's helped blood sugar. We use it all the time, but there is a toxic chromium called trivalent chromium. The trivalent is toxic, yeah. right? And we are in an area that we have seen a chemical company and people that live around it have toxic chromium levels from trivalent chromium. And so even though that would not be checked on the toxic element profile, it is it is checked on the comprehensive element profile. So we've just decided to do the the whole profile and not just the toxic elements. And there's not but like a fifteen, twenty dollar difference. So might as well see them all. I I, yeah, I mean, you know, we learned our lessons the hard way over. That was years ago when we saw I mean there was a group of people and I mean lots of them that had the the toxic chromium. What was the name of that movie? Uh, now it it was not the based on what we're talking about, but the one that um, but there was Julia a, Roberts yeah. was in it, and it, it was another case in a different state on trivalent right. chromium, right? It, it, it very it's for injection to, wells, right? Same kind of thing, and, and you know, people don't realize that you know it, this these things, you know, these various uh, chemicals like that can get into the water table. Yeah, they get in the groundwater. Groundwater, and then of course you you consume that. Or, you know, if, for instance, if you're consuming fish that's out in the oceans and rivers and so on, and they've been contaminated with these heavy metals, then you eat them, bingo, you're right. going to get if that you, way. There's uh, so many ways. Now, a lot of the mercury that a lot of people are getting are from their dental amalgams. Their amalgams, right, their fillings. And there's more and more research coming out about that. And um, there's a lot more dentists going into alternative dentistry to remove the amalgams and fill, filling it with materials that are not toxic to you and they can even do testing to see compatibility testing to see what is best to use in your mouth Mm -hmm. so it's always good to find a dentist that can do that kind of testing it is um so 
that's the first thing. Okay, if you have this candida problem that can't go away and you're going to test for heavy metals, know what's going on first. Yeah. So, okay, we test you for heavy metals. We know you have heavy metals. You know, how? what do you do then? Well, that's what, you know, the, the actual, the challenge material that we use to pull it out uh, is typically what you'd use as a treatment protocol then. And we use a liposomal uh, EDTA. And the EDTA has been known for a long time to be a good uh, a chelating agent. However, it is not a very good oral chelating agent. Right. Uh, orally, it's very, well, well it's we, we shouldn't say that. We use an oral, but it's liposomal. It, well, that's what I'm saying. This, this lipo, right. The regular oral, if, like for instance, if you had just take regular EDTA and, and consume it orally, you don't absorb very much of it, something like 5%. Whereas the uh, liposomal format, which you wrap it up in a, like lecithin, okay, so you've got it you know, hidden in lecithin, body absorbs the lecithin very rapidly, and now you've got the EDTA, and of course the liver opens it up and, and unpackages it, and there it goes. Now you've, you have absorbed this EDTA. And this liposomal EDTA is a really good uh, chelating agent. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very it, good. Yeah. And it's not just good to get rid of yeast. It's also, nice. of course, a lot of people use it for heart disease. It helps lower cholesterol. It helps blood pressure. It helps, you know, circulation. There's right. so many things that you can do that chelation benefits. So, benefit. I mean, the benefits of chelation are vast. Now, um, we will say though, you know, about this chelation. You know, you don't just go willy nilly and start consuming something like this. Uh, Without doing other with, things right. with it. Well, well, you have to do it, and, and we've got certain protocols that we'll we set up. And, and you know, if you if you want to do this, you know, we can give you the protocols of how often to take it, and then what you have to replenish. Like for instance, when you take EDTA, EDTA doesn't know the difference between lead and calcium. Now you need calcium, don't right. need lead, but EDTA is going to bind to that calcium as well. So you have they're both to, minerals. They're both minerals, and so you're going to have to take the good. Minerals, the beneficial, the beneficial minerals. You're going to have to consume those and keep those in good status. If you just overdid it, you could actually uh, cause too much of a problem and actually get rid of a lot of very beneficial nutrients that you need. Right, and then there's other things that we use along with it to also help get rid of the. Once you do pull things out, the natokinase. Oh yes, um, K2 which K2, has been shown to right. help with the plaque also. So you don't want just the EDTA. You right. want other things with it as a treatment. But for, you know, their chelation does have many, many benefits. And if you have a yeast problem that is completely impossible to get rid of, that's your next step is to look for heavy metal toxicity. And believe it or not, we see this all too often. We do. And, well, we live in a toxic world, unfortunately. Let's face it, yeah. And you get it from and people that work with metals. I mean, it's not just in the groundwater. It's not yeah. just if you work with lead or if you work with cadmium. I mean, we had a guy one time that we did the test on, and his, his huge amounts of cadmium. I mean, tons. And I was like, man, why do you have this? You're a pilot. You don't work with anything. And he started laughing, and I said, what? And he said, I'm building an old airplane. I'm using, it, right. I am actually using cad, cadmium plating on lead parts. I was like, okay, that oh, makes sense. Parts, right, metal yeah. parts, yeah, so yeah. I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's, that's just how it can be. But, you know, uh, and there's just so many ways you can get this. So if you do have, you think you have a problem, want to be tested, you know, give us a call. We'll set it up for you, arrange it for you, show you the protocol. Yep, we can you ship you the it. kit, ship yeah. you the chelating the agent, thing. and you can yeah. check it and see where to go from there. Yeah, well, hopefully, we're coming up on the end of the show, and hopefully... You've learned something that might help you, uh, you know, just a little bit of information in there that might help you uh, live healthy and be healthy. So uh, that's our job is to try to do that. So 
hopefully uh, you've learned something tonight. And uh, if you've got any questions or anything, just give us a call. You can call us at that 800-824-0194, and we'll be glad to answer your questions. And, folks, for tonight, we're going to have to say adios, but we'll see you next time. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.